welcome to another Geekcast X event special. Uh, this past weekend was the DC Fandom, and Sean and I are going to dive into that today. We're going to handle. We're going to start from the top. Um, kind of go in the order that everything was released and played in, and we'll skip over a few things, some of the more minor panels and whatnot. But we'll give you the big, big stuff for sure. To start off the DC Fandom. We had the Wonder Woman 84 panel with um, Gal Gadot, Patty Jenkins, the director, Chris Pine, Pedro Pascal, Kristen Wiig, and surprise appearance from Linda Carter, who she told this like kind of nice story about um, this was honestly my biggest takeaway uh, after the trailer was she told kind of this nice story about how her daughter like. She never understood why wonder why anyone gave a shit about Wonder Woman, which kind of makes sense, right? It's her kid, like her kid's surrounded by Wonder Woman the entire time, you know, like she's like, what's the big deal? My mom's Wonder Woman. And she told this nice story about how like she didn't get it until like Gal was Wonder Woman, which I thought was cool. It was a nice little story. That is cool. Sean, what did you think of that trailer? Uh, I thought it was phenomenal. Um, again, like... I may have mentioned this before when we saw the first trailer, but like she's doing the, she's doing like this crazy stuff where she lassos onto like lightning bolts and whatnot. And like, that's like one of those things that's like, if that happened in the nineties, no one would go for it. You know what I mean? Or in the two thousands. <laughs> yeah. Swinging around on lightning bolts. That's ridiculous. But yeah, we get to see her like spinning around the lasso of truth and we get our first look at Cheetah, which was pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I got to admit, when that trailer happened, whatever scene, I mean, because she's just there for like a snippet, whatever it was, I looked away and at the time and like, you know, like an hour later, looked on Twitter and was like, oh, my God, Cheetah was in that. What the? I missed that completely. Like, so it's cool because she's like, you sh she's basically like they're squaring up. Right. And she's wearing the armor and she's like, you sure you want to do this? And Cheetah's all like growling and she's like, all right. And she drops the wings off of her armor. And then they go at it. That sounds awesome. Uh, the only thing about Wonder Woman at the panel is it's like, oh, man, that movie would have been out by now had oh. COVID not hit, which just sucks. Yeah, I'm ready for that movie. That looks awesome. Um, next up on the DC fandom, we got Gotham Knights. The first look at that, um, they announced that as a new game. The I'm pretty excited for it. The premise of it is we Batman is dead. This is a continuation of the Arkham City trilogy or the Arkham trilogy. Batman's dead and Batgirl, Nightwing, Red Hood and Robin are left to take care of Gotham City. So I think it's pretty well, hold cool on. Let me interject for a second. Let me interject for a second there. This is supposed to take place. This is supposed to take place, yeah, after the Arkham Knight game, but it's not made by Rocksteady. It's made by the uh, Montreal, who did the Arkham Origins game. So that's why there are a lot, a lot of differences um, in this game, such as like you know, Kevin Conroy isn't the voice of Batman, and uh, like their costumes and stuff look different than they did in the other game. And as I was telling you earlier in a text message. Uh, a lot of continuity between Arkham Knight and Gotham Knights is way off. Like, uh, for instance, Jason Todd at the end of Arkham Knight, you know, when we finally see his face, uh, we see the Joker had branded a 
a J onto the side of his face. But in Arkham Knights, and in Gotham Knights, it looks like it was changed to like half of a smile cut into his cheek. Uh, same thing with like, um, you know, Barbara was in a wheelchair as Oracle in Arkham Knight, or in, I keep saying Arkham Knight, sorry, Gotham Knights, she's not. Uh, it looks like that that Robin is, I guess, Tim, because Tim is the one who outfitted the uh, the Belfry. And um, I assumed it was Damien, because he's wearing the, you know, rebirth Damien costume, basically. And he's a lot younger than Tim was in the Arkham games, and his head isn't shaved. Um, a lot of weird continuity things like that. Yeah, for sure. We got to see some footage of the game. Um, some of when Batgirl was playing looked pretty cool. Looked like your typical Arkham game. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. I I don't know where I got this idea from, but. I had the idea that like maybe they had re- Batgirl at least had a retractable helmet. Did you see anything like that? Um, yeah, later on in the game trailer, she has like the full classic Batgirl cowl. But earlier in the game, it's just like a half cowl kind of thing. So maybe that's where you got that idea from. I think and earlier I you had mentioned Robin had a retractable helmet, but I think that's what you may have been talking about. Yeah, I mean, I thought. I thought I saw that during like some of the gameplay, but it that also could have been like a hood. I don't know. Anyways, I love that the Court of Owls are in this because one of the one of kind of my like gripes with the Court of Owls is I mean, when they were created it was mid two thousands. So, you know, you gotta give them that. But in the story of Batman, it's sort of like the court of owls just appears as the secret society that's been around for like centuries. And it's like, Batman's the world's greatest detective. And he doesn't know all this shit's going on right under his nose in Gotham city. And these owls have been here the entire time, like giving him signs his entire life. Like doesn't make sense, but to do this in like a game where Batman is dead. And all of a sudden these, the court of owls like sort of rises from his death, like to me, that makes more sense as maybe they've been hiding, waiting for him to die off or something. See, I also thought they might be doing something like, so when Arkham Knight came out, they're like, oh, the Arkham Knight's totally new and original character. You know, you've never seen him before. It's Jason Todd. Oh, so he wasn't really an original character. The, the persona Arkham Knight was an original whatever. So that's why I was saying, like, are we sure Batman's really dead in this? Or is it like, you know, at the end of The Dark Knight Rises, the persona of Batman is dead. But then they're like, oh, we found the body of billionaire Bruce Wayne. So, like, oh, okay, maybe maybe not. <laughs> right. We'll see. I'll play it for sure. They're going to make me. I, I do. I do like. Sorry, I was going to say, I do like some of the gameplay mechanics. Like Robin can teleport. That's cool. And he can turn invisible. I don't know what that's about. Um, I do like the Robin costume uh, as far as like the look of it goes. I think it's kind of weird. He doesn't have a cape. It's just like an oversized hoodie a little bit with like a tunic at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it does look it does look cool. I was thinking when I watched the trailer again, I'm thinking that teleport is what he does instead of gliding, maybe. Does that sound right? Oh, because he doesn't have yeah, a cape? Yeah, because he doesn't have a cape. Yeah. And it looked like rewatching it it looked like he went from like the top of one building onto another. So it'd be instead of like the traditional Batman glides everywhere or fast travels with the bat plane, like Robin will actually just teleport places. 
which sounds pretty cool, honestly. I agree. But how do you think how do you think Jason Tide will get around though? He doesn't have a cape. I don't know. Maybe he'll do the same thing. Um that that would make sense. I would imagine he would have access to all the bat gadgets as well throughout the game. I'm pumped. It kind of seems like Batgirl's gonna... the main character. If they really? had one. It sort of seems like her a little bit. Yeah, just from the gameplay footage, it seems like she was pretty highlighted in the trailer. Not against it, by any means. She's, uh, Barbara Gordon's a fantastic oh, character. Oh, yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah, that's another thing, another continuity issue. Uh, they said that Commissioner Gordon was dead, but at the end of Arkham Knight, I believe he was running for mayor. Sean was talking about uh, some continuity issues with the Gotham Knights game, and that's funny that he mentions it because during the Multiverse 101 panel, Jim Lee was very prevalent, who was prevalent throughout the entire DC fandom. Jim Lee was everywhere. All their green screen stuff was Jim Lee art. But one of the things that I found really interesting about him, what he said during that panel was that they are not concerned with continuity so much as they are stories. And I just, that really stands out to me because, you know, no matter no matter whether Sean and I both like DC and Marvel or this person only likes Marvel and that person only likes DC, no matter our opinions, it has and always will be a competition between the two companies. They're like Coke and Pepsi. And the thing that Marvel's kind of had going for him over DC is that continuity and this one big connected universe that's connected all the time. It makes sense. They were, all these characters were created by Stan Lee in the sixties. Like, they all started out together. It makes sense for them to be in movies together. Whereas DC has a about 20, 25 year longer history. They have much deeper and like darker stories. Whereas their characters didn't start all start off together. Batman and Superman were their own thing in the beginning. Wonder Woman was her own thing. The Flash, like they were all existed in their own universe as we call them back then people didn't even think of that today so it was just it was very nice to hear jim lee kind of just say you know we're not going to worry about connecting everything if there's a good story there we're going to tell it and i think they've already started to do that for example the joaquin joker movie like that's a good example where they didn't even try to connect it to anything they had a story there that they wanted to tell and they just told the fucking story they didn't worry about, you know, oh, this Joker's not the same as Heath Ledger's Joker, or Jack Nicholson's, or Cesar Romero's, or, oh, it's not Jared Leto's Joker. Like, they didn't give a fuck. They just made the story. And that's kind of the thing that DC's always had, is they have these crazy deep, good stories that don't necessarily worry about the continuity, like Marvel does. And again, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying one or the other is better, what I'm saying is DC is focusing on a strength that they have rather than trying to act like the competition. And I was very happy to see that. What do you think of that, Sean? Right. And then to build, to build, to build on that with the flash crisis on infinite earths, they've kind of did connect it in a way like it, it is all connected, but the way that they're doing it is everything is an alternate earth versus Marvel. Who's trying to make their own. I think it's, 616 or whatever you know mm -hmm. what i mean that continuity versus you know dc well they're like you know we have our own thing it's all connected but ours is connected in different 
universes. So we have multiple universes that are all connected. So that's yeah, different. they just kind of said, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to, you know, if we got a story there, we're going to tell it. And if one day all these characters want to meet at some point on a low budget television show or a big budget movie, like they're going to do it. That's fine. Make those stories continue with their strengths. And right. And even continuing with that, you know, the flash panel seems to encourage the uh, multiverse idea as well. We already knew about uh, Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck going into the DC fandom, but it was pretty fun to see, like, I don't know. Did you, I mean, I know you saw it, Sean. How about that concept art, man? Yeah, where it's like, you know, Ezra Miller's flash, just like, ready to pounce in front of uh, Keaton's Batman. Yeah. Oh, excellent shit. I mean, they talked about it and they're just kind of like, you know, we can't tell you too much about the movie, but we're going to give you a little taste, you know, a little, just a little concept art for that Keaton Batman to show up in there. I'm excited about yeah. it. And then it looks like the, looks like the flash is getting a new suit, like a more streamlined suit. Yes. Yes. It, I, I, I definitely like that upgrade. It, to me, it seems like, okay, he's got some like Justice League money to play with, whereas the Flash suit that we currently have for him is like, yeah, this dude made this like stealing stuff super fast, you know? Yeah, it's a prototype for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Um, Ezra- Plus in the, in the, I was going to say in the, in the crossover event, he mentioned like, I told Victor this was possible. So hopefully in this movie, they reference that like they got to reference him meeting Grant Gustin maybe Grant Gustin would have a cameo. How cool would that be? Something has to connect it. I'd love it. I think it'd be great. Let's make it happen. It was pretty funny on the panel though. He kept doing these like flash facts, you know, like he'd be like flash fact. And one of them I took down that flash number one twenty three. Flash is the Flash of Two Worlds where Barry Allen meets Jay Garrick and that was the birth of the multiverse. Like, everything has stemmed off that. So it's kind of like the Flash created the multiverse. That's funny. It's always it's always the Flash messing with time and stuff. That's funny. Yep. It makes him for a real good character. I, I fucking love it. For sure. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, um, it, it, talking about darker stories and stuff, like you mentioned earlier, I was talking to uh, one of my tutors in college at my, uh, so we're talking, and he was saying how, like, you know, isn't it weird that Marvel usually has the darker stories and whatnot? I'm like, what? Dude, no, DC has the darker stories. Are you kidding me right now? And, like, I mentioned a couple of things, like, like Jason Todd was beaten to death with a crowbar and then blown up. <laughs> and then, like, you know, Kyle Rayner's girlfriend was murdered and stuffed in a refrigerator. And then, what was another thing? Uh, Hal Jordan went insane via parallax and like killed a whole, I don't know what, what you'd call it, the, the whole core of the Green Lantern and, and then recreated Coast City after he destroyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're talking about Marvel's darker stories. Marvel's got some dark stories, but to say they have darker stories in DC, yeah, I don't know about that shit. I mean... His go-to was Carnage. Like, oh yeah, well, Carnage is a serial killer. Of course, that's gonna be some dark shit. I mean, once they got the rating system for comics, like, 
after the Comic Code Authority. I mean, they kind of went a little crazy, both companies. So one of the things I hope everyone checks out is they did these Beyond Batman shorts, these just short little sort of cartoons. The first one they did, which I thought I thought both of them were pretty funny. But the first one, they had Kevin Conroy voicing old Bruce Wayne and Will Friedle voicing Batman Beyond. And somehow they were just tuning into other things in the multiverse and found Adam West's universe. And they were just kind of joking about it. And, you know, I mean, they're making a little bit of fun of it. It was more like Batman Beyond is making fun of Bruce Wayne. He's like, why would you do that? You know? Um, <laughs> well, for example, one of the one of the jokes that they had, which I thought was really funny, was in the Adam West episode, they take off Batman and Robin take off in the Batmobile, and this woman that they leave behind just yells, "Don't get caught from behind!" And <laughs> Batman Beyond's like, "What an odd thing to say," you know, like what a just <laughs> like, and it is. It's like, why did? Like they're running off into danger, and this lady said, "Don't get caught from behind." All right, all right. I think I think it just stems off of the whole Batman and Robin in the '60s were like innuendously yeah. gay, that mm. kind of thing. Uh, they make a lot of jokes about that. Like if you watch the newer um, animated uh, before Adam was passed, he made two animated Batman films where he voiced '66 Batman, and there are a few innuendo jokes like that. Like, um, Aunt Harriet is like, like, a little late for a fishing trip, isn't it? <laughs> and he goes, no. <laughs> and they just kind of, like, leave or whatever randomly. And Robin says something like, no, oh, you know, it's always a perfect, always time to go fishing or something ridiculous. I can't even remember. I should have researched that before. That's but... hilarious. Yeah. That's, that's so funny. The other short they did, um, and this took place a little bit later in the DC fandom, they did a short about basically about Batman during quarantine. And it was just kind of funny. They kind of made fun of the fact that they were like, Batman, your mask is absolutely useless during quarantine. Like, cause it's, you know, the mouth area is completely cut out and exposed. It's, it's, right. it's the opposite of the mask you should be wearing right now, which I'm. Was it Terry? The one talking. Crap? Yep. Sure was. <laughs> Sure was. Crack me up. The fact that they got all those voice actors to reprise their roles is pretty good too. Jared Bader was there, right? Wasn't he braving the bold Batman? He was. Um, he might have been. Now that I think about it, he might have been the Harley Quinn Batman, which he also voices. Oh. But I don't remember. They had the Lego Batman that wasn't Will Arnett, but Will Arnett participated. We'll get to that later. But yeah, it, it was cool to see that, have those little shorts. They were funny. They also had these weird, like, claymation scenes. I don't know. They were, like, kind of funny and sort of made fun of things. I Honestly, whenever those came on, I was like, all right, I'm going to take a break from this. And I came back to it. Because uh, the thing geeks about the uh, DC fandom is that it, it ran for 24 hours. So it was, like... Uh, started at one to nine, and that was the first run. And then after that, they ran, we ran the different panels again for like an encore, is what it said. If you checked out the schedule listing on the DC Fandom event page, yeah, it was it was an it was an all day event. 
I mean, I can, I can definitely sit on my ass for eight hours straight, pretty much do that at work all the time anyways. But like, <laughs> it was a lot. There were times where I had to pee. You know what I'm saying? Like, dang. <laughs> um, but next, we had the Suicide Squad movie panel, which was a fun little event with James Gunn. And they revealed the entire cast. And there's a bajillion of them that are in this movie. <laughs> Notables. That seems like a little hyperbole. Yeah. Notables. John Cena is Peacemaker. Peter Capaldi is the Thinker. Um, Idris Elba is Bloodsport. Um, of course, we got Margot Robbie back as Harley Quinn. Joel Kinnaman is back as um, Ad- or Rick, Rick Flag. Thank you. I was reading my handwriting and they look like S's, and I was like, Flash from Batman? What? Six, six, six sag, yeah. flag, six flag. Yeah, but I thought Idris Elba was going to re- replace Will Smith as Deadshot. I guess not. He's going to be his own character. That's yeah. Hmm. That's fine. I feel like Deadshot gets a little bit overdone sometimes. Like it's like, all right, he never misses, which they make a joke of later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm just like. I don't know. I never thought Deadshot was all that cool, and he's just been used a ton. He's like the uh, DC version of Bull. Yeah, for sure. I do like the addition of King Shark, though. I'm a big fan of him. I like him a lot. They do him right. Like, you see that they've been, yeah, they've been heavily leaning into King Shark a lot lately. Like he's he was on the Flash. He was he's been on. Harley Quinn, he's in the upcoming game and in the movie. I'm like, yeah, show King Shark some love. He's a cool, he's a cool character. I like him. Did they also have him in that new, uh, what is it, Justice League Dark Apocalypse? They did. That's right. They had, he was one of Constantine's exes, or she was? Yeah, uh, either, either insinuating King Shark may or may not be a female, or uh, Constantine is by, which is you know totally cool. We support that here. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if King Shark was a female, wouldn't they call her Queen Shark? I don't know. That's just me. I, I have no I idea. I will say this: <laughs> since the fandom, I decided to binge Harley Quinn, and I have greatly enjoyed King Shark on the Harley Quinn show, like for sure. Uh, other characters that they revealed. Or you know, Suicide Squad, Poker Dot Man. You know, it's one of those hilarious rogues galleries of the Flash, I believe. And now he's going to be in a mainstream movie, um, played by the dude who uh, turns Vanya kind of evil in the uh, in uh, Umbrella Academy season one. He's also been in uh, I don't know the actor's name, but he's also been I believe was he in the Dark Knight? He sure Knight? was. He was wearing the Rachel Dawes. Yeah, tag. it was that. Yeah, he's like, he's a creepy looking dude. Um, but yeah, he looks great as Polka Dot Man, and then we get James Gunn brother, as you know, James Gunn always puts his brother in his movies, kind of like uh, Ron Howard always puts his brother in his movies uh, as the Weasel. That's funny. Huh. That's all I got for Suicide Squad. Rock on, yeah. We'll see that one when it comes out. We really didn't get much. We really didn't get much with that. They showed some behind-the-scenes footage, but didn't really talk about the movie. I mean... Basically, it was the rule. Yeah, 
I mean, we saw we got to see um, John Cena's costume as Peacemaker. He looks pretty ridiculous. So, I mean, not much on this one. We'll see here in the future. I will say this. They did a Q&A with James Gunn before it, and he totally named Batmite as his favorite villain. Just throwing that out there. Oh. I know, right? Weird, strange choice, but I respect it. Uh, it's a good choice. He he had a good run on uh, Braving the Bold, breaking that fourth wall. Oh, yeah. Voiced by Pee Wee Herman himself. Really? Yeah, can't remember his name. That's funny. <laughs> hmm. So they had a really nice panel called Women of Color in the DC Universe. I thought that was really cool. Um, right before that, I'm not sure if it was part of the panel or not, but Patty Jenkins kind of interviewed Venus Williams and Venus Williams is a huge Wonder Woman fan. I had no idea, but she has like a whole clothing line based off Wonder Woman. She said that her like Olympic line is completely based off Wonder Woman. Um, she's used to the Linda Carter version, but yeah, she's totally a nerd and knows Jim Lee and they created a character together called Venus, of course, that was basically like a demigod character, you know, but it's like Jim Lee drew Venus in a like badass costume and stuff. So I don't know if there's any future to that, but on this um, women of color panel, it was really cool to have, they had, um, Gosh, I'm going to bookshare this every single time. I apologize. Javasia Leslie on the new Batwoman. I thought that was cool to just kind of hear her thoughts for the first time. Um, Anna Diop, who's Starfire on Titans. They had Tala Ash. She was on Legends of Tomorrow. And they had Candace Patton, who plays Iris West on The Flash. So it was just, it was neat to have that little panel and just hear some of their passions and kind of how, you know, how it's been for them as actors working within the DC universe, Um, which, yeah, I thought it was a cool little panel that they had. That's cool. I like that they included that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, especially in today's climate and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, it's nice to not be so, I don't know, whitewashed. You know what I mean? Because a lot of stuff like comic books is whitewashed it's all white males or white females throughout the entire thing a lot of the like hosts that would introduce the next panel weren't necessarily like celebrities but they were you know probably somebody that works for dc um and lots of different faces there i thought that was really cool um yeah, they just they did they just did a lot of cool like kind of inclusive stuff. I got I'll touch on that one in particular a little bit later that I thought was really cool. They had next they had a Joker panel. Um they called it put on a happy face. What I thought was cool about that was they had and it, a lot of this was pre-recorded footage, but they had a lot of like behind the scenes shots of like like Jack Nicholson talking about him playing the Joker. And, um, you know, they had Joaquin Phoenix in an interview. And it was just, it it was nice to see. And Kevin Conroy narrated the whole thing, which I also thought was really cool. It was kind of like, ooh, that's a little switch there, you know? You'd think it would be Mark Hamill. You would. But, you know, they also had Mark Hamill on there talking about him playing the Joker. 
You know, he was like, it is so important to have that laugh, you know? And it's like, yes, <laughs> Hamill possibly has the best Joker laugh. I hated Joaquin's Joker laugh, just saying. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I like I liked uh Heath Ledger's was really good. Like where he walks into the no 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 when he like walks into the room and he's like <laughs> like he's like really just, just talking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like ha 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 you know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah. I know it's like that one. It's, it's sort of like he's like fake laughing. But like yeah. I don't know. My gri- my gripe with Joaquin is it just felt like he sounded so strained and awkward and just I know it was a part of the character, but I just I hated his laugh. Like it's supposed to sound like it hurt. Yeah, it definitely did. I mean, it hurt my ears. So you ah, know. come on, come <laughs> on. Yeah, um, I don't even I, remember. I don't even remember uh, Jared Leto's laugh. Ha 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 ha. Oh right, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like that. And then he puts that, he does a thing. Yeah. On his hand. Yeah. Uh... I think the thing that Mark Hamill's is because he like screams. You know what I mean? He'll like laugh and then like, like hold it out, like ah, <laughs> you know that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. Oh, it was good stuff. I didn't mention this, but. Um, Chris Daughtry had a little performance on there as well. He sang a song, not during the Joker panel. This was right before it. What a weird, what a weird, uh, segue. segue. <laughs> I, I just didn't want to, I, I didn't put it on our like rundown for the episode and, but I wanted to mention it and he just, well, I'm just saying in general, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> hey, here's something about the Joker. Chris Daughtry off to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He sang a song called Waiting for Superman. I thought that was kind of nice. Yeah. And then he had like his whole band on and I I tuned out for that. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Great artist. There was a surprise panel and I was pleasantly surprised because my boy Mark Bernardin was on there, which I freaking love that dude. I love all his thoughts and opinions on things, even though sometimes I don't necessarily agree. But um, he came on there. He had some other black creators on there, some guys that are going to be working on some Static Shock comics coming up. Um, and, they and the had, voice. And, yes, that too. Phil Lamar. They sure did. Um, they also announced that a Static Shock movie is in the works, which I think is a great idea. Like, hell yeah, let's do it. I thought it was cool that they had um phil lamar the voice of static shock on that panel as well because i didn't know at the time that phil lamar was the voice of static shock because i'm used to hearing him as john stewart green lantern and his voice is a lot deeper you know what i mean so when he's the voice of static shock it's like a teenage kid so it's a higher pitch so that blew my mind i had to go back and listen to some clips like holy crap that is phil lamar right that's pretty cool i mean it was was a pretty cool panel i think announcing a static shock movie is excellent you know they have so many characters that they just have not really explored and it's like all right come on like you know i'm more than excited to see the Zack snyder's justice league and the batman but it's like i feel like they have left so many characters on the table when you know expanding and i know they've given static shock a you know cartoon and whatnot 
but it's like, yo, let's give some other characters a movie, you know? Yeah, well, I feel like, again, I feel like I've mentioned this before, but, like, DC and Warner Brothers are always, always toting their golden boys, Batman and Superman. And I agree, they have so many characters on the table they could choose from, and I feel like they're just now finally branching out, and it, it, it's like Marvel kind of stoked them to do that, but still, I would love to see a Static Shock movie. Yeah. Uh, was it because, is Mark Bernard in part of it? Like, is he helped writing it or something? I don't think so. He was there as a moderator. I think they asked him to be a part of it. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I was excited to see him. Fat Man Beyond is sort of our inspiration cast, and Mark Bernardin sits opposite of Kevin Smith on that. And, yeah, I just, I greatly appreciate Mark Bernardin. I honestly stopped listening to the podcast until Kevin brought him on. Sorry, Kevin. Next in the DC fandom, they had a nice panel called Voices Behind the Cow that was hosted by Will Arnett. And when I saw this on the schedule, I thought that we were going to see sort of a collection of the different English speakers who, are, who have voiced Batman, like Kevin Conroy, Jason O'Mara, Bruce Greenwood, like Diedrich Bader. I thought we might have a panel with those guys. And instead, what they did was they showed different voice actors who have voiced Batman in different languages. And, like, you know, you got guys speaking in Chinese and Hindi, Arabic, Spanish, you name it. And it was just, it was really cool to, like, see and hear these guys talk about it because they were also, like, you know, we have to do voice acting as well. And a lot of them, you know, were they do voice over acting in like the actual Batman movies. And one of the coolest things that I thought about the coolest thing that I really thought that they did with this was for example, in the Batman 89 movie, the first like goon that Batman like picks up and holds up over a ledge and is about to drop that guy speaking in English. And then they have like the Spanish actor respond in spanish so like you know what was what the goon said to him and you kind of know what batman's gonna say but it was just cool because it was like it sort of it, it shined a light on like oh so they they have they all come up with their own batman voices in a different language it was just really neat and they did that with a few different things they did that with a couple of the cartoons and they did that with affleck i just thought it was it was really cool, and they had a bunch of these guys interview and talk about how they got prepared for it. Is there? I wonder if there's like a uh, their version of Kevin Conroy, like their go-to Batman voice. You know what I'm saying? Or like, do they do their own kind of like you know how Batman is like when you think of Batman is like gravelly, like I'm Batman. Like, do they do that? Like, absolutely. I mean, they all had different. Miyamo, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty funny when they would do the translations, you know, because they would, you know, you'd hear them say all these words that like I couldn't understand, and then you just hear Batman, you know, like real fast. That's always my favorite part of like Telemundo and stuff. You know what I mean? They'd be like, you know, like El Fuego, and like you know, just El Fuego Pantalones cheeseburger. Like, <laughs> it's like <laughs> all these Spanish words, and then the one English word is like completely different octaves. Yeah. It was just really neat, and I thought it was cool because, like, you just you don't see that, you know. We're not gonna watch. We're not gonna watch a Batman movie in Spanish, like, because we Should don't we? speak Spanish. 
<laughs> Maybe we should. I mean, honestly, that'd probably be the best way for me to learn Spanish, to be honest. Right. English subtitle it. But yeah, it was just a really nice, it, it was just really cool panel to see. Also very inclusive. They had people all over around the world talk about how they voice Batman. It was just, it was a real cool panel for me. Yeah. Right on, dude. The next bit we have going is something that Sean and I have talked about for a long time. It got leaked at 2 o'clock on Saturday, but the motherfucking Snyder Cut trailer was released at DC Fandom. Yes. Yes, it was. Like, it's weird because, like, it had leaked beforehand. And taken down immediately. I had to do some heavy digging, and I got a copy of the leaked version. I sent it to Jake. I'm like, look, look, it's here. And it looks like it like was cut short, and as well, like they we changed the aspect ratio of it too. But then, like, we finally saw the uh, after the Q and A with Snyder, the legit version of it. And my God, like he's playing Hallelujah in the background. It's like, yes, we've arrived. This is it. This is what we've been waiting for. This is what the movement was about. This is this is released the Snatch Cup right here. This is all. Full disclosure, I started crying the minute the the trailer started. Like, really? <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't help it, man. I was just like, I mean, he's talking through the panel, and I'm just like sitting there and I'm listening to it. And I'm like, man, it is really gonna happen. And then they play, <laughs> started playing it, and dude, the first thing you see, not on the re- leaked thing, but like. When, and I'm talking about when I saw the actual trailer at the end of Zach's panel, like, dude, you just see Dark Side swinging some axe, and I was like, it's real, it's happening, you know, it's like it all just became real for me, and I'm, oh, I'm so psyched for that. I, I wasn't, I wasn't crying. I did get choked up, and I got goosebumps, and I was like, this is a unicorn. It's like so beautiful. This is like something, you know what I mean? Miracles do happen, and that's I mean, what I'm, it is. At one point in time, we never thought this was going to happen. I mean, it just mm-hmm. like, you know, it, but it, it, it did. Let's talk about that trailer, though. Holy shit. Oh, and before we get to that, if you hadn't heard, it's going to be a four-part series. It's going to be four yeah. fucking hours long. Like, yes. Like, four oh, my God. Pure, unadulterated, uncut Snyder goodness. His vision. Yes. yes. Or that's how they keep people on you know, HBO Max for a month, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll see how those uh, episode releases happen. If they take place over two months, like they're getting two months worth of (laughs) subscriptions out of people. That's for sure. At least. Well, not only that, he did say they're going to find a way to release it all as one movie. Like you can get a physical copy of it. And like, there's a website you can go to to support it. And they'll give you a t-shirt with like, it says like associate producer on the back too. That is very cool. Yes, I cannot wait for this shit. All right, let's let's talk about that trailer. What? Oh my god, it's just such a flood of memories in such a short Emotions. time. Just, yes, Dark Side looks fucking great. I feel like he's gonna get more buff. Like I feel like we saw like young Dark Side right there. You know oh, what I mean? You 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 use ass or something? U X A S. I don't know how you say it. Yeah. I don't, you Axis? I don't fucking know. Dark Side is. And Wait. then Desaad is in it. 
Yeah, Desaad. We get a better look at um, what's his face, Steppenwolf. That was nice. The Snyder Steppenwolf. Yes, I want to say there's this part where you see like Cyborg's dad is like trying to activate a boom tube and he dies, and Cyborg's like yelling at him and reaching his arm out. Like, I think Steppenwolf is right behind him in that shot. I might be wrong. And also another cyborg thing. I mean, I think I think Snyder said this before the panel, but Cyborg is the heart of the movie. I like that. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. He was his story arc was cut out a lot in the Justice League. But we see him playing football and then there's one part and I've paused it so many times and I just can't I'm almost certain it's him. It looks like somebody in a Gotham City like letter jacket, but it looks like he's like controlling missiles. Yeah, that has to be Cyborg. They they also mentioned. I was gonna say they they also mentioned the Flash. They're gonna flesh him out a lot as well. Yes, hell yeah, dude! With four hours, there's so much to like play with, you know? Yeah. Well, do you remember originally Justice League was supposed to be a two-part movie? I do. And I think, and it's, I mean, I think Snyder even toyed around with the idea of making it a three part movie, if I remember correctly, some of the ideas he'd mentioned earlier, which is just crazy, you know? I, I yeah. also know what you're talking about with the two parter. But we see the flash and the speed force. What? Was that the speed force or was that time travel? Or is it both? We don't know. <laughs> we don't. For those of you who are uninitiated into the Flash, we mentioned it earlier. That yeah, bit where all the, the that bit where like they're all like the winds blowing and shit, and you can't see anything. That is how the Flash fucks everything up: the Speed Force or time travel or both. That, yeah, that's how Barry more, fucks everything up. More of the future, more of the the nightmare future. Uh, a lot of Easter eggs there. We get to see the Fallen Hall of Justice. Um, yes. A lot of Easter eggs there. There was a Joker card that flittered in front of the Justice League. I don't know, the top of the Arch. Hall of Justice. Yeah. And then we see, I mean, yeah, you got to be, I didn't see this the first time watching it around, but like it looks, it appears like Wonder Woman's shield is lying in the rubble along with Aquaman's trident. Right. as well so they could potentially be dead makes sense based on the nightmare sequence in batman versus superman you know it's funny we haven't seen anything or mention of any green lantern stuff but we besides you know the the stuff that ryan reynolds and you know the, the twitter teases basically but there was nothing in the trailer about it but we did see a little bit of um uh i don't know what his name is aquaman's dad king atlant or whatever we saw him in the trailer rocking the tr- uh, the true king's trident. Ah, yes. And we didn't get any uh, Martian Manhunter either. I was hoping for a bit of that. Just maybe they're saving the big reveals for. Hey, last. that's that's fine with me. If if you're gonna make it worth the wait, make it worth the wait. But hot damn! I mean, do you ever feel like the trailers almost sometimes more exciting than the movie? Like it's just like this is actually happening. You know what I mean? 
I don't know how to put that. That's kind of what that's the point of a trailer to get yeah, you hyped up. That's to see true. It. Very true. <laughs> but yeah. If they put out a boring ass trailer, you're like, nah, Alex, I don't want to watch that movie. <laughs> yeah. That's a very good point. <laughs> that's a good point. Um but yeah, goddamn, I love that shit. You know, I love the line at the end where Ben Affleck's like, I don't care how many demons he's fought and how many hells. You know, he's like, he's never fought us, not uh, us united. I'm like, yes. Well, it's funny because isn't, isn't that basically Barry confirming a multiverse? Doesn't he talk about, you know, Superman, like multiple Supermen? He does, I think. Oh, no, yeah. I think that's, no, that's just, that's him saying Darkseid, they know that Darkseid has conquered other places. Like, I think that they know and understand that. Oh, okay. Like, I think he... And then we get to see Superman of the Black Suit? We do, yes. That's exciting. And no CG face. <laughs> Another positive. Yeah. I want to get back to that point on Barry, though. It's talking about, like, we have to assume that he's won. You know, it's nice that they're adding some emphasis into sort of the galactic power of Darkseid, if you will. Um, I just think he'll be a really good villain. You know, I don't think we're going to have any Thanos type shit where it's like, I'm on this quest to not that that was shit. Those are excellent masterpieces of movies. But, like, we're not going to have the villain on some kind of quest, you know? Darkseid is there for the anti-life equation. Like, he just wants to destroy and control everything. So, I'm excited. Dude, I'm just, I'm so excited for that movie. It's like Darkseid is a villain, or Thanos is like a villain who thinks he's doing the right thing. Versus Darkseid is like, Fuck your shit. I want to rule. Yes. Yes. Dark side is oof. Who you, who you think wins in a fight? Dark side or Thanos with the glove? I mean, technically, wouldn't Thanos win because he has all the power of the universe in his hand? He just snap his fingers and make Dark side kiss his pants or something? Nah, fuck that. Dark side wins. <laughs> well i'm saying i want to i want to be on dark side's team you know but i just feel like omega beams logically yeah logically sure but omega beams but as like a uh, yeah as, i was gonna say as a fan i would love to see dark side rock Thanos's shit yeah that would be pretty epic that would be uh beautiful that's that's a crossover for much much later much, much later. The next thing we want to talk about um, was the Black Adam panel with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, we got a little bit of an animated teaser, sort of uh, just some concept art. Um, the Rock answered some questions. Uh, what? Animatic. Animatic, thank you. The Rock, um, he answered some questions, and one of them was like, who would you team up with? And he was like, Wonder Woman real fast he he explained he was like she's a badass you know but it's also like who wouldn't team up with wonder woman if given the choice but i thought she was with you right i thought she was with you um but yeah they mentioned some other characters that are going to be 
in the Black Adam movie, um, they're going to kind of introduce the Justice Society. Um, they mentioned Hawkman will be in it, who makes a lot of sense as he is played by Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> played by Ryan Reynolds, per The Rock. Um, but Hawkman makes sense because he is an immortal character in a sense. And I say in a sense because his story is kind of like he gets murdered every so often and just comes back to life. But they also... No, 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 no. It's reincarnation. Okay. Right. Not resurrection. Sure. All right. So not Jesus, but... (laughs) Buddha. Not Jesus, but Buddha. Okay, I get it now. They also mentioned Dr. Fate, um, Cyclone, and Atom Smasher would be making appearances in the Black Adam movie. Um, I'm pretty excited about that. Hell yeah, more the merrier. I was more so, I'll be honest, I was kind of hoping for uh, Superman versus Black Adam, but I imagine that may be something that happens a little further down the line. Did you ever see the animated the animated short they did with uh, Superman Shazam versus like that was a good one. I did. Uh, yeah, I it's funny because I had I've only seen Adam Smasher. He was on I think he was on The Flash in one episode, and then he was also in Justice League Unlimited a few times. And I used to have his action figure actually, and this thing was like a Delta figure through the DC Universe Collect Connect line, and it was like foot tall. But I ended up selling it on eBay. Then uh, Cyclone, I had never heard of her. Uh, she looked like, um, shoot, who's the, you know, the 90s Justice League movie? The terrible one? Yeah. Oh, is there another one that was good? Uh, so the 90s Justice League movie, the girl with the green fire, what's her name? I don't, I don't, I don't know. What? Okay. Well, I thought that was her. Cyclone, I thought, was like some kind of riff on Red Tornado. Yeah. I had to look her up. Yeah, I don't know. I know Hawkman and Dr. Fate. I don't really know Cyclone and Adam Smasher all that well. Yeah, I'll be interested to see. I mean, I'm, I'm excited that we're getting a Black Adam movie because, you know, it's he's sort of he's sort of like the opposite of Shazam. Like, Shazam's the good guy. He's the bad Almost version of him. The polar opposite. <laughs> yeah. Almost. <laughs> but, you know, to me, Black Adam's a really underrated character. So if you're not familiar with the character, if you're not familiar with Shazam, a.k.a., well, truly known as Captain Marvel, as we prefer to call him, because that's his original fucking name. But His true name. His true name, yes. Captain Marvel got his powers from a wizard named Shazam. He gave him his powers. And when he says the word Shazam, he turns from a kid, Billy Batson, into a superhero, very similar to Superman, called Captain Marvel, also known as Shazam these days. He speaks the wizard's name. He does. He speaks the wizard's name to gain his powers. Well, the story with Black Adam is he was an Egyptian slave, like, thousands of years ago. And the wizard first gave him the same powers that he gave Captain Marvel. But what's different is, number one, Black Adam sort of became an anti-hero. And he never said Shazam 
after getting, well, he may have originally, but he can't anymore because if he says Shazam, he will turn back into a human that should not exist and will immediately die. So to me, I think there's a lot of work, a lot to work with there with Black Adam being someone that was once upon a time a slave, has crazy powers, has lived for thousands of years. To me, he should have more experience working with his powers than Captain Marvel, Superman, even Wonder Woman. Like, he should be a pretty threatening villain, or if you want to make him a hero, like a badass version of Shazam slash Captain Marvel, that sounds good to me. Right, I think he was given his powers so that he could help uprise and help the slaves, I think, right? I, I, I agree. Yeah. I think you're right on that one. And when you when you say that about his powers, he can't say Shazam again because he, when he is in his Black Adam state, he is immortal. But as soon as he says that, he turns back into a human. But because he lived for thousands of years, it's like it all rushes at him at once. So he, he like crumbles up and dies. Yeah. Like he, he ages so fast. Um, I think... It's a great idea. I love the premise of the movie. Guy I was talking to at work was talking mad crap. He's like, I don't think we need a Black Adam movie. Why would we why would we have a movie about a villain? That's dumb. I'm like, really? Is that why the Joker just won an Oscar? That's crazy. Movies about villains don't work. Oh, is that a sequel to Suicide Squad? What are you talking about? Movies about villains don't work. Right. I mean shit, they make a movie about a serial killer like once a week. Like Venom? <laughs> <laughs> He's a villain. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, villain movies don't work. Like, I can have a whole list of movies about villains that work. Absolutely. Completely agree with you. Yeah, I don't know why people are shitting on Black Adam. You know, they just don't know. There was a Titans panel at the DC Fandom. They had pretty much all the actors. Um, they didn't have They didn't have a ton to tease about Season 3. They did mention Red Hood and Barbara Gordon. Would be participating in season three, though. Um, but most of it was they were kind of sharing their fan, sort of their favorite scenes from it. And I think there were some fan ones in there as well. Stuff like Dove takes down a meth house. Like, that was a cool scene. Donna with the lasso for the first time. Jason and Dick in the elevator having the weird conversation about, you know, Robin replacing oh. one, each other and... You said season three, so I'm sitting there like, season three, Donna's dead. Oh, right. No, they just shared. I mean, they said the stuff about Red Hood and Barbara and then just kind of went on and, like, shared some of their favorite scenes. So we got no footage, no, you know, no concept art, nothing like that. Garbage. That's all right. I'm excited to hear about Red Hood. I'm be interested to see how Jason comes back. I think he's crippled right now maybe no i think well what i had heard was they they had uh basically told the old adage like you know the heroes rise and fall and like comes back as a villain kind of thing and if we you know we pay attention to titans you know jason was a hero and he just had a fall he's gonna come back red hood yep i know i think the last time we saw him he was like off on his own remember he's like riding around on the motorcycle oh that makes sense yeah. Well, all right. I just hope, you know, just do Barbara right. They'll do fine with the Red Hood. Just give me a decent Barbara. That's all I ask. Next, there was a Aquaman panel. 
Um, they really just had Patrick Wilson for it. I don't know where Jason Momoa was. This kind of seems like something he would be up for. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just Patrick Wilson. He answered some questions, confirmed he would be coming back as Orm. Um, yeah, so not not a whole lot there. Didn't really tease a whole bunch. Is there any title reveal? No, not really. I don't even know. I don't think they've even started anything on Aquaman 2. Is James Wan directing? I have no idea, honestly. Damn. Yeah. Kind of weak sauce there, DC fandom on the Aquaman. Yeah. I will say this about the entire fandom. It was very Batman and Wonder Woman heavy. Like, very heavy. We mentioned that she started it off, and, like, Patty Jenkins was seen numerous times throughout the rest of the episode, and so was Gal. They, like... Yeah, she was in this... They played some kind of game, like... Yeah, I tuned out for that. I remember Patty was also on the Snyder panel, too. I was like, interesting. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, and she did that thing with Venus Williams. That was cool. But yeah, very, very Batman and Wonder Woman heavy the whole time. Um, Next, they had... I thought it was pretty funny and honestly prompted me to start watching the show. They did a little bit with um, Ask Harley Quinn, where they asked the animated Harley Quinn different like fan questions um i thought that was pretty cool um one of them was like who's your favorite robin and she dropped like my favorite like dad joke to make of all time but she's like it has to be red robin because he has to have the biggest balls to name himself after a national restaurant chain which kind of cracked me up i if you're a avid listener of that you've definitely heard me make that joke before but, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty funny. I was surprised at how vulgar she was. Like, I thought the fandom was for, like, everybody, and she totally, like, they definitely dropped some curse words over the air, which I thought was cool. <laughs> but whatever. Um, she had a nice little bit where she, she complains about Batman. They were like, how is it working with Batman? And she's like, uh, it's awful. So I thought that was fun. Um, but yeah, and then she also mentioned that she like, they asked her about quarantine and she's like, yeah, well, I order Chipotle every day. And I'm like, me and Harley Quinn have something in common. I don't order every day, but if I could, I totally would. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I enjoyed it. I think everyone. Yeah. Geeks, if you haven't checked that out, I I think it's worth watching. I will also say this. I have enjoyed the Harley Quinn show. Kind of didn't really think I would. The animated show, just because it's like. It seemed like it was more vulgar, like unnecessarily vulgar at first. And then you give it a chance, though. I'll, I'll definitely say this season two is better than season one, like by far. I love Ivy. Next on the fandom, we got the Shazam 2 panel. Um, Zachary Levi was hosting it. Um, they were a little bit weird about talking about the movie. They were like, we can't really talk about it. But then somebody might ask a question like, well, what about that DC cameo? Makes me think they're going to have a nice little DC cameo in there. Any ideas? Oh, uh, I mean, maybe Cavill will actually show up as Superman this time. That would be nice. It would be cool to see them fight. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, 
Or like, I always love the idea of like, you know, like, oh, you know, here's a superhero or whatever. Like, oh, wait, you're just a kid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's always pretty funny with Captain Marvel. But yeah, I mean, they were a little bit weird about it. I don't know. It, you could tell they were like, we want to share stuff, but we can't, in a sense. They did reveal the title of the next one. It will be called Shaz- Shazam it? Fury of the Gods. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on with that. I think they mentioned somebody like slipped out that there would be multiple villains. So I don't know. I'm sure we'll get the little caterpillar Ooh. guy. I can't remember his name. Mr. Mind. Thank you. Because he was teased in the last one. but Yeah, he was twice. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. What are we? What are they going to do with the gods? I don't know who he's going to be fighting. I, I have. Can you? Na- I can only name two Captain Marvel villains, and it's Sylvania and Mister Mind. Well, don't forget Black Adam counts. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I guess. Don't don't yeah. tell yourself three. Short. I can only name three. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can only name three Captain Marvel villains. The thing. One of them gets his own movie. The thing that's kind of weird for me about it is I kind of feel like gods are sort of like Wonder Woman's territory. So I just, yeah, I just don't know where they're going to go with it for the next one. But hey. Well, well, when you think of it in like the Captain Marvel sense, it's like Greek gods. You know what I mean? His powers and stuff. Speed of like Mercury, Hermes, and yeah, like the strength of Hercules. That's true. Very true. And the seven deadly sins. It's also very godly. That's like a Ju- Judeo-Christian god, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know none, nothing about that shit, so whatever you say. Alright, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, but what about the many-faced god, alright? <laughs> I do know that one. I do know that one. What do we say to him? Let's see. Not today. Um... And then there's the light of the seven. Yeah, but those are yeah, the old gods. Those are technically the new gods, actually. No, the new gods the are light of the seven. Big Barda. Oh, sorry. Whoa, I oh. thought we were still on Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> I threw you for a loop there, didn't I? You sure did, Mister Miracle. And that's all I can remember. Yeah. Adam Strange, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Dark Side fits in there somehow. Whatever. <laughs> Gritty goodness. We'll, we'll get to we'll get to that later. Sorry, Jack. But next we have the Suicide Squad game panel, which I thought was great. We got a trailer. We officially are getting Deadshot, King Shark, Harley, and Captain Boomerang as the playable characters. I'm excited. Question. Does this take place in the Arkham universe? That is a real good question. I have no idea. Huh. Well, they don't give a shit about continuity, so yes and no. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. I was going to say, like, because that would be cool to finally get Superman, who is the big reveal at the end, uh, as it's, it's Suicide Squad, like, kills the Justice League, is what it's called, I think, right? Yeah. I think you're right. I don't. I, I guess I didn't realize yeah. that was part of the title. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, so Superman is the big Omega target that they're after. 
So like in the beginning of the trailer, you get a call. They get a call from Waller talking mad shit. Like you know, you guys better get your shit together. I have another target for you. Don't give me an excuse to blow up your heads. So like, oh, okay. And so they're going around like beating the shit out of these like nobody drone guys, like alien looking things, or like they look like humans that have been mutated or something. And then all of a sudden, something drops out of the sky. And they're like, what the hell is this? You know, I think we just found our mega target. And he goes, that's Superman? And then, then he blows, the, like, heat visions through the guy. Like, oh, shit, he's our target. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I don't know why Amanda Waller keeps sending guys after Superman that are, like, not on par with him at all. But At all. No. Wh- whatever. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was a great panel, great trailer. I love that shit. Um, Will Arnett also hosted this panel. I thought that was cool. They used him quite a bit throughout the fandom. Um, But they also mentioned it's going to be, you can play it single player or multiplayer. And I guess you can go through the story in both single player and multiplayer. So at least this was Halo. Sure. This, yeah, I was not a big Halo guy, but that makes sense. Um, But yeah, that sounds, that sounds great to me. So, like, I guess I could do, like, Chapter 1, have Sean come join in for Chapter 2, and then maybe I do Chapter 3 on my own. It was just sort of the sense I got. Well, the thing, the thing I liked was, uh, as we mentioned before, Deadshot, the whole, I never miss, never miss, and they're all like, ugh, we know, like that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, that was fun. But did you, think it, did you think it was weird during the trailer? You're like, wait, why does Captain Boomerang have super speed? I don't know. I kind of think that's like there to make him relevant or something. My guess, he's always traditionally been a Flash villain. So my guess is, you know, th- they had to give him something else besides a fucking boomerang to throw around, you know? Right. I, I mean, I thought it had something to do with the Flash. Like, Flash is the speedster, so maybe he got an upgrade. That's keep up with the That Flash. was my thought, is he had something stolen from the Flash, got some kind of... That's like... That's the Flash's villains is they all have they all have some sort of gimmick. Like I mean that's most of the comic book villains ever, you know, but they all have like right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well That was a general blanket statement you said there, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure was. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at you, kite man, calendar man. What about condiment yeah. king? Clock king. Stilt man. I mean that's Marvel, but still, 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 man. Ah, yes. shit. Question: If you had the opportunity, like not a choice, but like some wizard just came up to you and was like, "You can have speak my name." <laughs> I mean, you obviously take that one, but like, if they were like, "You could have," he's like, "I'll give you the abilities of one of the Flash villains." That's not weather. That's not weather wizard, because he's kind of cool. But it's like you can have one of the, like the shitty ones. Would you take it? Well, you said I was gonna say Reverse Flash, but um, yeah, is like Mirror Master. Isn't that weird? How like <laughs> there's the cool main villains. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Joker, Reverse Flash. But then there's like the weird offshoot villains, like Condiment King, uh, fucking Polka Dot Man. Like what the hell? <laughs> All right. Why are these guys legit? Different question. If you all of a sudden could just be Kite Man and like you were awesome at it, would you take it? I mean, 
I guess. If I was the <laughs> best kite man I could be. <laughs> why not? Yeah, I think I'd take it too. That'd be cool. <laughs> I like how you're like scoffing. Ah, that's so ridiculous. And then full serious. Yeah, I'd do it too. Totally. No question. Yeah, let's do it. Sign me up. Yeah. Kite man, you say that? Huh? I'd take it. For sure. Can't I be the creeper instead? (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're coming closer to the conclusion. Possibly the thing I was the most excited about. We had Matt Reeves, the Batman panel. Which I was pretty fucking blown away. I'm not going to lie. That trailer rocked my world. Like, I thought I'd had enough with the Snyder Cut trailer. You know, like, I just didn't think it got any better than that for the day. And it was just like, holy shit, what? Like, I am psyched for this movie. (laughs) That's definitely saved the best for last. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I absolutely loved, you know, and I loved Matt Reeves' panel moving up to it. You know, he, (laughs) Pattinson, Pattinson. Bat Bert Pattinson, Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Robert. Pattinson. Yeah, he had a nice little recorded video. I mean, he sort of may have seemed under the influence of drugs or alcohol, but you know, do your thing, man. Um, but yeah, he just was sort of like kind of chill, and he was like, "If you wait till the end, I know there's a surprise." I I don't know. It was weird, like. Some Johnny Depp shit or something. I don't know. But Matt Reeves' entire panel was great. I loved how, you know, he's like, I don't want to do a story about how he became Batman. I want to do one on his early days. I want to do that story nobody's ever seen before. And it was very, lots of focus on, like, never seen before and detective story. He mentioned this is going to be Batman, like, fighting corruption in Gotham city, finding where his family fits in that corruption. Um, but yeah, man. Oh, I loved it. He mentioned the villains. They're going to be kind of starting out. For example, we see Catwoman in that trailer with like a cut up ski mask, you know, like starting out Catwoman, but yes. And I like how, like the little points of her, Cat mask look like Deadpool, like how he has a little point at the end of his hood, like that. Those are her cat ears. Yeah, I thought I thought it was kind of yeah, cute. That, yeah, like oh how adorable. Um, and then like you know we get the Riddler as one of the villains. He looks pretty fucked up. Uh, you know, doing riddles and stuff, and like he's rhyming throughout the whole trailer and monologue. Um, we get Penguin, who I guess hates being called Penguin. Um, I don't know if you've seen this. But someone had solved one of the riddles already from the trailer. Oh. Yeah, there, one of the questions on the card or whatever is like, uh, what happens to a liar after he dies? And then like, it's a bunch of cryptic glyphs and stuff. Somebody took the time to pause it and decode it. And the answer to the riddle is, what happens to a liar after he dies is, he still lies. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. What's also crazy about that trailer is how much we got when they, like, I think he said 25 to 40% of the movie is done. Like, they put a lot in that trailer. We get so many, like, 
I love the like newspaper clipping walls. You know, we got, like you mentioned earlier, the fucking riddle. Somebody was able to solve that. That's nuts. They gave us, they just, they gave us a ton of shit for not being done with that film. Yeah. I also love the, the cadence that the Riddler has. You know what I mean? When we hear him like, you know, if you're justice, please do not lie. What is the price of your right eye? Or something like that. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Blind eye. Because justice blind. Dude, that was nuts. I love how he fights like Daredevil. Like the quick like, doof, 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 doof. And then after the guy's down, he keeps wailing on him. Yeah, that was a bit <laughs> That was great. I gotta I say. Like, what are you supposed to be? vengeance i gotta say that was pretty killer like i thought he nailed that shit i was like yes yeah this 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 seems like i mean i don't want to like so like nothing against chris nolan but i think this may be one of the best batman films of all time like the whole scene where we see him walk onto the crime scene you know and he's just like nonchalantly walking in and like all the cops stop and kind of like stare at him and then jim gordon just like What's up, buddy? Does this mean anything to you? Like hey, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, um, that was pretty sweet. And then uh, the music sounds great. Oh yeah, the Nirvana. It, it just all. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then ooh, something we've never seen in a Batman film: the raccoon eye makeup. He puts on because right. Yeah. They have very much shied away from that in the past. Anybody who, if you've seen. Batman returns. You can go back and watch it. And there's a scene where Batman's like, he's talking to Catwoman. The camera goes back on him. And all of a sudden, all that makeup's gone. And then he rips off his mask. So you don't, he's not wearing any makeup. They obviously like took the time to be like, all right, we're going to clean your, you know, but they, I don't know. They, they, they shot away from the eye makeup. And it's like, why are you doing that? Just let it happen, you know? Damn. Right. They, they make a, I was going to say, they make a point of that in Kick-Ass. Do you remember when Big Daddy is getting ready for the final fight? He's putting on that black eye makeup before he puts on the cowl. Yep. Damn right. I want to say I have a theory about that part where um, you, you see Pattinson and he's got like, he's got like the gator mask over his nose and he's got the makeup on and he puts on his helmet. My My potential theory on that scene is that is actually after that part where you see him like flying through the building and whatever, he potentially fought a whole bunch of cops that may happen. It sure looked like it happened, but you see him and he's got the eye makeup on, but he doesn't have, but he's like out in broad daylight. And my theory is, is that he was Batman the night before and like changed at some point, got back to the motorcycle and is like, sort of like in plain clothes. You know what I mean? Like, it's like he hasn't gone home yet. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. One weird thing is the long hair. It's very jarring to see Robert Pattinson with blonde, like, or not blonde, but longer black hair. Yeah. Kind of emo looking. Yeah, a little emo looking. You actually. This Batman seems like he might be a little eccentric. Yeah. So there's, there's an aspect to Bruce Wayne where, like, sometimes, like, for example, Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne was like, very charismatic and joking. And like, he was a little bit over the top when he was Bruce Wayne, you know, whereas like Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne was kind of like, he's like, yeah, I sit in a house and just sit in the dark. And then the bat signal turns on and then I go out, you know? And I like, I wonder (laughs) if we're going to get a little bit of that, like sort of 
especially with like Robert Pattinson's Batman being in his early days, there's probably an aspect to it where he's like, Bruce Wayne doesn't matter. Like I am like Bruce Wayne is the mask. I just, I, I do that shit when I have to, like I prefer to be Batman. At least that's how I hope it is. I feel like the tone of the movie is like a, did you mention this? I feel like it's like a psychological thriller in the sense of the movie seven. Yes. It very much reminds me of seven. Very like David Fincher tones and just, yeah. Everybody looks depressed the whole I'm time. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Well, it's because it's Gotham. Yeah. Why the fuck would you ever live in Gotham <laughs> City? Like, because the uh, the the turnout rate for doctorates is amazing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we got Doctor Freeze, Doctor Isley, <laughs> Doctor Langstrom, Doctor Strange, Doctor Hugo Strange. Don't you fucking people in the comments get on me on that? Um, <laughs> what else we got? Oh, Arlene. Uh, Dr. Quinzel. Yeah. Yeah, you can pretty much, I guess, drive through Gotham and get a degree, but you might, you know, get <laughs> eaten by a crocodile man or poisoned by a clown, something like that. Or a scarecrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. No, this movie looks fantastic. I'm, I'm pretty pumped for it. I wonder if we'll get a costume upgrade by the end. You know what I mean? I, I would think so. I think the costume that we have is meant to look a little bit kind of janky. Like, I don't think it's... Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's meant to look like an early day. Is it confirmed this is... Is it confirmed this is year two? I mean, I yeah. I don't know if they're, like, just going to outright say it, but I think, like, from the start of the movie, Batman's going to be there, and it's going to be, like, the feel is going to be that he's been around, but, like, not everybody's into him yet. Right. Well, that's the thing I love about the title, because I've mentioned it once i'll say it a hundred times i love the the batman because it makes him a character that's like larger than life in people's mind it like makes him like a mythos you know what i mean like you don't say like oh watch out for boogeyman you say the boogeyman or like you know watch out for you know you don't say like things that are scary like watch out for the coyotes you don't say watch out for coyotes you say the right scary completely so in the minds of people like watch out for the batman completely agree I think I have to say the thing I'm most excited for about this movie above all else is it seems to be a detective story and we've had, and Batman is traditionally known as the world's greatest detective in the comics, but all the movies that we got, he he always does like a little bit of detective work, like a little bit of that shit. And the rest, it's like, it's a superhero movie, you know, action, pow, (laughs) wham, you know, but skulls. right. It'd be nice to see him do cool one liner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be nice to see him do some actual like detective work and like, you know, solve some crimes, not just beat the bad guy up. So I, I'm really looking forward mm-hmm. to that. Oh, I can't wait. I can't believe we have to wait so fucking long for that movie. God damn. You know what? Matt Reeves is right. He said, we're going to get things you've never seen before. Have we ever seen a tracking shot of just Batman's boots and cape walking toward us? I don't know. We've definitely gotten the suit-up scenes before. Yeah. I don't know. I'll say this. Uh, We sure haven't gotten Colin Farrell unrecognizable in a Batman movie before. Holy shit. About to lock up that Oscar. (laughs) 
Yeah, I was going to say, that whoever did the makeup is great. I, I didn't recognize him, but obviously I knew it was him because I'm like, that has to be the penguin. Right, right. This guy's crazy. What does he say? <laughs> yeah, it's like... He's like driving away in the car. Yeah, it's something along those lines. And I mean, you have to assume it's Batman right behind him. But... The Batmobile, dude, we didn't even mention it. looks it. great. I think it looks great. <laughs> I love, I love the... Yeah. You know, kind of race car aspect to the Batmobile. Not that I hate the Tumbler or what we got in Batman vs Superman, but there's something to the, like. It's a race car that I like. It's a real yeah. car. I also want to say the the Batman reminds me very much of the Earth One Batman series, which pretty much never finished. Um, that's that is Batman in his early days. Um, a lot of it is the first book is him just starting out. And the second book has the Riddler. He is literally going around murdering like corrupt city officials. Like sounds a lot like this movie already, you know, but yeah, a lot of it is, it is Batman. It's not necessarily him starting out, but it is his early days. And yeah, I think that they've taken a lot from that. A lot of people keep throwing out there the long Halloween and I haven't really completely gotten that vibe yet. I know that that's sort of like the long Halloween people like to refer to as the sequel to Batman year one. And like, I get where they're coming from, but the thing about the long Halloween is Batman already has all these villains that he's fought before. And yeah, it, it just, yeah, it, it's more like the long Halloween references year one. So it's just like it's it can't be year two because he goes through a whole year of fighting every month. He fights a different villain that he's already fought. So how how the fuck could it be year two? I I don't know here nor there. It just reminds me heavily of Earth Question. One. Go. Was it Earth One or Year One where we see Batman and he can't get the grappling hook right? Oh, uh, it's Earth One. I hope we see something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he's still starting out. So I hope he has like gadgets that fuck up on him. I think that'd be interesting. I would like to, yeah, touch on that too. The low tech aspect of Batman is something I've always liked. And the, yeah, the part that Sean's referring to is it's like the first time Batman goes to use his grappling hook, he like presses the trigger and it just busts in his face. I'd like to see something like that as well. But yeah, I like, I like a low, lower tech Batman. You know, he doesn't necessarily have to have a whole plane and complete arsenal and multiple Batmobiles and a, you know, sonar tracker. Like he can have right. some gadgets and shit. I'm not I'm not against that. It's just let's keep it kind of low tech. Let's keep a vulnerable Batman. Like you said, one that's making this, this mistakes. Batman, yeah. This Batman definitely feels like he's making all of his stuff in the garage. Yeah. He does. That Batcave looks uh Yeah. Not not real decked out yet, that's for sure. Yet, yeah. <laughs> and we haven't even seen him, and we, we haven't even seen him thrown like any kind of batarangs or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it begs the question. I mean, we don't really we know of gadgets that he has so far. He's got a couple computer monitors down in the basement, um, which is the makeshift bat cave. He's got a batmobile. That's all we the see bat so cycle. far. Yeah, Bat Cycle. 
That's all we got so far. Did it look to you like when he rode in the motorcycle, like the first time that it's like, does it, did it look like he just like rode into Ma- the front door of Wayne Manor? I'll have to go back and watch it. Yeah, I think he did. He just, when he comes home from the night, he's just like, Rrr. and then like Alfred's like, hey, what's up? Like, yeah. <laughs> You're becoming quite a celebrity. Good shit. I can't wait for it. Andy Circus. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no John Turturro as uh, Carmine Falcone yet. I'm excited for that. Oh, yeah. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. It's been a while since we've done the top five, so I figured for this episode, we could do our top five favorite things from DC Fandom. Sean, you want to start it off? Yeah, sure. Uh, so at number five, I had the Suicide Squad roll call. Uh, number four, I had the Flash movie concept art. Uh, number three was Wonder Woman 84. Number two was the Batman. And honorable honorable mentions were Black Adam. And then the Suicide Squad video game in Gotham Knights video game. And at number one, I had the Zack Snyder Justice League. Rock on. I thought about making the Batman number one, but I'm like, no, no, no. We've been wanting the Zack Snyder cut for so long. The fact that it's coming, finally happening, that's that's the holy grail that we wanted. That's number one. Sure. My top five. I have number five. I got the Black Adam panel. I was excited about that. Number four, Gotham Knights. I was pretty pumped up about that shit. Um, Number three... I have Jim Lee saying they're going to focus on the stories. Again, that is the strength that DC has. Are their stories? Focus on that shit. Quit trying to do what Marvel is. Number two, I went with the Snyder Cut. I'll explain why that's at my number two. But yes, we have wanted that for so long. Holy shit. Ugh. I still can't believe it's real. Again, cried the minute that trailer started. Honorable mentions, I have the Suicide Squad roll call and the video game panel. I got to be honest, I was more excited for the video game than I was for the movie. I thought that looked amazing. And number one, I had to go with the Batman. And my reasoning as how that beat out the Snyder Cut is we've seen so much shit already on the Snyder Cut before today. And... I really thought like the highlight of my day was going to be the Snyder cut. And then they dropped the Batman trailer, which I didn't actually didn't know it was coming at all until I found out it was leaked. But, and the fact that it's a detective story and just like, Holy shit. Like this, I don't know. I don't know what I had in mind, but I, I, don't, I didn't have anything in mind and they, they just completely blew away. Just, I was like, Holy shit. Save the best for last. Just as a Batman fan, been wanting that detective movie for so long. Oh, thank you, DC, for the fandom. Yeah, that DC fandom went off without a hitch. Like that shit was amazing. Even with the leaks and stuff, they were on it. Every time I try to find a like hear about a leak, go to try to find it, it was already gone. Um, and just the whole how it was all put together and came together, like it was a phenomenal event for a digital event. That's how it should be. Like, that was a great... That was better than Comic-Con at home, Comic-Con. Oh, hell yeah. Easy. Easily. 
And the fact that the whole thing was free was nuts. Like, hell yeah. Well done, DC. Right. We didn't even mention that they're coming out with the DC animated version of The Long Halloween in the works. It's already happening. Why are you not excited about this? I'm very excited about it. I just, I'm, I can't get over the Batman trailer and the Snyder Cut and the DC fandom. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, this is all other stuff that's happening later. And yeah, don't worry. I'll be excited when it gets here. Long Halloween might be my favorite Batman comic ever. Maybe. We'll see. It, isn't it weird, though, that Marvel's been really quiet? It has been. They're in a little bit of a lull, I think, right now. Working out their stuff with uh, Disney+, Plus, figuring out the future. Dude, Iron Man and Cap are out of the picture. You know what I think it is? We've arrived. We've, we've hit that Marvel fatigue. Like, is there? Can you think of any Marvel movie coming out that you're like, you know what, I'm going to go out opening night to see that? Yeah, I, I see your point there. Because I can't, I can't lie. I'm not really. I don't give a shit about Black Widow, but I'd go see Wonder Woman at first opportunity. Right. God damn. I dude. I listen. I love both, but man, I I just I think this was a very good move for DC in a moment of just like they're getting their shit together and they're gonna just make quality stuff from here on out. And the merch store was great. Yeah. Yeah. I bought two shirts and a hoodie. How about you? I bought one hoodie. Nice. We'll showcase them too. I was going to get the t shirt version. What? We'll showcase them later. What was, uh, what was the other shirt you got? Um, so I sort of bought it in a sporadic moment. I was. Yeah, it, it was, uh, it's one of the, it's like black, it's, it says DC fandom and white, and then it has like all the characters kind of mixed in. Uh, see, I was going to get that as the hoodie, but I didn't because I didn't like how you couldn't see the fandom behind them. Like, it's kind of obstructed, you know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah. So I just got the one where it says fandom and then all the logos underneath. That was a cool one too. Lots of cool merch where they put just like covers on it and then they wrote dc fandom in print above it lots of good stuff in there yeah i got a the hoodie i got is like a silhouette head of pattinson's batman and then the other t-shirt i got was a is the first it's the cover of the first issue of batman the adventures continue with dc fandom across the top is that on the dc app yet i don't think so But Jimmy Olsen, number two is out. Got the notification like right before the cast. Are you kidding me? The Jimmy Olsen? Yeah, I ain't going to read that shit either. (laughs) Why is Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane getting their own fucking comic titles? Come on. You just said, Jim Lee, we're focusing on the story. What story could they possibly have? Just them getting their asses saved by Superman. Exactly. They're they're like the uh, they're they're worse. Comics about them are worse than the one-off villains like Stilt Man and Kite Man and Polka Dot Man. Yeah, 
I'm still kind of mad at Snyder for killing Jimmy Olsen, though. I ain't gonna lie. That was a low blow, bro. You should write him a strongly worded tweet. Yeah. But then he'll come back at me and just oh, be much? like, I like to kill sidekicks. And I'll be like, you know what? You're right. Killing sidekicks is kind of cool. You know, like Robin's dead and Batman vs. Superman. You know what I'm saying? Like, but Robin's dead? Yeah. <laughs> you know what's weird, though? He confirmed that it's Dick Grayson. So strange. Makes more sense, though. You know? In a cinematic movie, though. Like, I, I mean, come on. You you think Robin's gonna last? Like, I don't know. If we're talking, like, sort of, like, realistic sense, like, Robin's gonna die, bro. Like, he's just gonna, you know? Have you ever, have you ever heard the theory about how Robin is brightly colored and shit because he's the distraction? Yeah. So while he's doing, yeah, I love that shit. I'm like, that is a great theory. Here's a child in bright colors running around, distracting the villains so Batman can do his thing. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's terrible child endangerment. I mean, yeah, it's fucked. Yeah, it's fucked up. But it's fucking cool at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, all right, geeks. Thank you for tuning in for our latest event special. We (laughs) hope you enjoyed this episode and DC Fandom. We will catch you next time. See you later, geeks.